Wake up, church. There's a war going on for the soul of our country, where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the kingdom warriors of our time, those not afraid to speak up and walk out the word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast. This is a continuation of the Restoration Series. And today we're going to be talking with um, Rick Norris about Two Trees in the Garden. Now, I had read a book by Rick Joyner. It was called there were two trees in the garden, and I mentioned that that to Rick, and and it kind of sparked a conversation that we sat down and recorded. And so I um, wanted to read something out of the book, though, I thought was very telling, and, and actually Rick Norris, my good friend, will go into that a little more as we talk. But uh, talks about um, what Bonhoeffer said at one point. He says, what was said of the righteous Abel, Cain and Abel, can now be said of Bonhoeffer. Though he is dead, he still speaks. His life continues to challenge true believers to rise up and boldly stand against the darkness of their time. Now, it may seem clear that the German church's superficial understanding of redemption opened the door to this terrible deception, meaning we're talking about the tree of good and evil. The good that is a man will never redeem him from the evil that is in him. It is still from the same tree. Its poison will result, will always result in the death. The system which appeared so good to the German Christians shocked the civilized world with its evil deeds, but its nature had actually not changed. The good in man is just the other face of the evil in man. Satan is capable of using either good or evil as a tool to bring about his purposes. So when we eat of the tree of good and evil, we see what that can produce. So the question is, are we, are we eating from the tree of life? And if we are, what does that look like? So I hope you enjoy the conversation we have. This is part one of part two. And so uh, if you like it, uh, shoot me an email at uh, remnantrevolution610 at gmail.com. So hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening. We were talking the other day and the uh, two trees in the garden came up and I thought that'd make a great segment. And the first tree that we have is what? Well, the first tree is the tree of life. And that, of course, is the Lord, you know. And um, and it, really what seemed to be a tree of death, which is that cross, right, was the tree of life. And, and I'm speaking metaphorically now, of course. The other tree is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, years ago, many years ago now, uh, by some standards, uh, Rick Joyner wrote a book called Two Trees in the Garden. And uh, he points out what I'm going to share. And it, it's, I don't know why, but that book sat for 10 years. He wrote it like in the 80s, I think, late 80s. And, uh, and it sat for like a decade. And then when it was time, the Lord just, boom, the thing took off. And, and Rick was an a airline pilot, commercial airline pilot. And 
he just said, well, Lord, you want to use this, you know, as he should. You lay things at his feet, see what he wants to do with it, like we're doing here now. Right. <laughs> but, um, so, um, the, uh, the bottom line is he wrote the book and he puts it better than I can, but it's a imp very important thing for us to be prepared to understand these two things, these two trees. The premise of that whole teaching, not just Rick's, but in general, is that <laughs> um, the two trees, the first tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, of course, in the garden, the Lord said, do not eat of it, it's poison, it'll kill you. Mm -hmm. Basically, what, what he was saying. And... Uh, and the reason it's poison is because the good of the tree is one with the life in the tree and the, the knowledge, it's one. Uh, the good and the evil are one. And uh, to give you an idea how one they are, the sap mm -hmm. in a tree, the root system, there's only one root system in any tree, and, it's, and so whatever's in the tree genetically is in fact um, one. So the good is as uh, evil as the evil, and the evil can look really good. <laughs> All right. So that's the, the premise uh, you want to bring forward in this whole discussion. So, so it's, it's a combination of both, <clears throat> not just yeah. one, of, <clears throat> one or the other. And the best way, yeah, and the best way to depict that, the best way to make people understand the importance of it is that what is the most, how good can the good of the evil tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, how good can that get? How good can it be? Hmm. Uh, if it's good enough by worldly standards day and you know the day-to-day -day life standards it, it can we can take it hook line and sinker as being from god it's inconceivable for us say that again <laughs> <laughs> well best way to say it is uh, and this is hard for people to receive if mother Teresa. I mean, you think, what's the goodest thing that you could run into on the planet? The goodest thing. The good. The good. goodest. The it's goodest, good. <laughs> the goodest thing that you could think of, for lack of a better way of saying it, is what comes to mind for me is Mother Teresa. You know, and I don't know whose mother she is. She's not mine. Yeah. Like I would say. But anyway, so I give her that. Anybody that spends 80 years in the gutters of Calcutta, right, with the poor, helping the poor and helping them the terminally ill and the re socially rejected and, you know, there's that's love. And love covers a multitude of sins, so there's that. But putting that aside for the depiction of what, what I'm trying to say, um, what if uh, God never led her to do what she did. What if, the, you know, there's many, it says in the word, to as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. All right? And you put it that way, it's like, it's like a stipulation. Put mm -hmm. the emphasis on they, right? We say, to as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. 
to Scripture. It's the truth. Well, what if you say, to as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Oh, okay, yeah. That's kind of... Yeah, I mean, excluding everybody else. Oh, well, maybe. You know, and I don't know where to draw that line. I'm not trying to be inordinately harsh for the sake of esoteric, esoteric austerity. Right. I don't know what that meant, but it sounded... It sounded really good. Important. That's that theological part. <laughs> Still can't spell illiterate after all that study. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, so if God never led her to do that, she did it out of just youthful zeal and, you just know. love for other people. Just, yeah, and you know, that. and a pure heart and everything. Right. But she went out there and she was going to do something. Right. You know, because she loved God and she had an experience with the Lord and whatever. And she went out and did what she did, but he never led her to do it. And he had a whole nother, it says he has a destiny for us that he, chose before the foundation of the world right so if, if he had a destiny for her maybe he wanted her to be a sunday school teacher maybe he wanted her to be a teacher mm -hmm. or something else so <clears throat> he might have had a destiny for her completely different than what she ended up doing and so that good that she did in that context you know would be evil wouldn't it See, we have no concept of that. That's like, right. we go, how could anything like that be, be evil? evil. Right. And that's where you get into love covers a multitude of sins, but even that's the grace of God. You know, um, it's not about, it's about being intimate with the Lord. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. We have entered a season on the planet where we have to be very, very intimate very, very close to the Lord. That's the bottom line. Everything else is secondary. We're not going to fulfill our destinies. We're right. going to go and do good stuff, right. right? If we're not careful. And the only way to be able to discern what is God and what is good, you know, we, we like take one of the O's out. And, you know. <laughs> huh. Take and, an O and, out and, and what's left. Huh? Capitalize the G and put it on what we're doing, right? All right. Well, you know, the Lord helped me build this ministry. No, you built it yeah. by manipulation. You know, people that, that's what you want to say. To, let me put it this way. Years ago, I, I got this thing from the Lord and he said, you know, 90% of what's, I mean, the revelation you get from this revelation of the two trees mm -hmm. is that 90% this is what I got early on, years ago. 90% of what's built in the name of Jesus Christ, he never commissioned. That's, mm -hmm. that's insane. That's, the, that percentage. And when I got it, I went, now nah, that's got to be me. That's, I'm tripping. I must, be, I must think a little higher, higher of myself than I ought right. to think that. And I watched myself real close. I was, almost felt guilty for thinking it. Who do I think I am anyway? <laughs> mm -hmm. right so and then uh, a few years later Rick Joyner again said the exact same thing I was reading one of his things early on I think it was The Harvest he's written some wonderful literature uh, most of it's um, some of it's didactic uh, tutorial teaching prophetic teaching but a lot of it is analogous metaphorical that kind of thing anyway 
Um, he's, he said that exact thing in his book. There's 90% of what's built today in the name of Jesus. And I didn't talk to him, right? Yeah. Uh, God never commissioned. And they went, oh, you know, because I, I respect the man. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I said, well, maybe I'm not crazy, right? Or puffed up. <laughs> and uh, so then about 10 years later, another author, um, John Eldridge, who I, I take issue on some things. We could talk about that sometime. Uh, but a good author. Um wrote the very same thing, independent of both of us. 90%. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the thing is established. That's what the word says. So think of that for a minute. Wait a minute. Well, how could that happen? How could you have 90% of everything that's built in the name of Jesus he never commissioned? <laughs> how could that happen? Well, the reason is, is because we lost, this is a may seem like a rabbit trail, but this is, this is important. I'm sorry. I was going, well, if if you if you if you look at that, you're thinking, well, then is all this stuff bad? Like what we're doing right here? I'm mm -hmm. I'm stepping out and creating this, you know, mm -hmm. session of talking about things. Um, you know, God didn't didn't send an angel, or I mean, I, I felt it in my my spirit to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, does. It, how does somebody rationalize, well, maybe I'm not doing what actually God said to do, which is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do you know what the 10% is? And maybe you can get to that answer as to, is it that bad if we are doing, I don't know if I'm getting the question out like I'd like. Well, no, I get it. I, and yeah, you, you made it plain. And the question is, uh, it puts succinctly, the, the question is, how do you know the difference? Between uh, the 10%. What's the 10%? zeal, <laughs> yeah, between the zeal and and desire to do something, and being led to do something. Well, I I know you, and I we've had hours of discussions on this kind of thing, and I know your heart. He knows your heart, mm. and every time you try to walk away from this, it just comes back and goes, it's right in your face to do it, mm. right. And there's a difference between what you're doing and what, how we got in this condition. The reason we got in this condition is because we haven't been intimate with Jesus. Um, now, I say we because, you know, we've all, nobody has arrived, right. you know. This all can sound very condescending on my part, right? Who do I think I am? Again, anyway, yeah. you know. How are you the 10%? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> So, and, um, but the intimacy is the answer. And what we do is we, if, even if we're led to do something, let's say you're in the 10% that, that is led by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, what happens is you go out, you do the thing, you get going, you get some friends and everybody gets going. And you're the thing gets going. And yeah, and the thing gets going and it perpetuates itself. And then you start to worship the ministry of the Lord rather than the Lord of the ministry. And so even that can go south spiritually and look really good 
You know, I love Mario Morello, what he says. He, <laughs> we make it all about big screens, skinny jeans, and uh, <laughs> fog machines, right? <laughs> we, we left uh, first century Christianity a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, so how did we get in this condition? There's other factors, and this is the main one in my book, uh, Restoration, uh, Preparing for His Fullness. That book, it's the first book I wrote, is about a great deal of this. Uh, it covers in great detail how we got in this condition and how to get out and what to do to, you know, clean things up and get the bride ready. We, we have to get ready, man. We're on the cusp. Everybody's feeling it. Everybody knows it. Even the worldlings, even, even unbelievers are going, wow, that weird stuff that all those Christians are talking about happening <laughs> what do we do now you know mm. like i said in one of my other videos but uh how we got here is until the, the the biggest temptation the church ever faced right uh the church at large uh, over history in history the the greatest temptation the church ever um came up against was being legitimized and by the time Constantine came as the emperor of Rome, Christianity had pretty much, the, re, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was so powerful, miracles, they were still raising the dead into the 4th century. Hmm. People don't realize that. I mean, small remnants. By the 4th century, they were pretty much getting, you know, the church, which became the Vatican, was wiping that out as fast as they could because wow. they had a plan. Talk about not the good of the of that, <laughs> of that tree but anyway so but the point is uh at the end of the second century or beginning of the third constantine came to the throne and he realized that christianity had pretty much destroyed rome <laughs> took over rome all right and it was politically expedient for him to be a christian hmm. and so he offered christian fathers you know, legitimacy to be a state religion. Well, as soon as they became a state religion, uh, he took over, and even the programs that we have today with the altar, the one-man show, one guy doing all the talking, telling everybody what's going on, da -da, that's not the first century. We got all that from him, from Constantine. Really? How many people know that? <laughs> Does God still show up? Yes. Mm -hmm. At our services, you know, one man show or not, he still shows up. Why is that? Well, he's, his bride is there. His remnant's there. Not everybody's on. Mm -hmm. And his word is there, right? He's going to honor his word, and he's going to go after his bride and try to edify his bride, right? So he can still do well, yeah, the works every, through the 80%, but it's not exactly what he was hoping for. Absolutely. For, yeah. he, well, we have no idea just how how uh, far off. Far off the mark we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we just don't. It's by, that's why the scripture says, that, you know, because of his great mercies, we are not consumed. <laughs> He's way more loving and, and tolerant. And uh, you talk about enlightened tolerance. Boy, the, those people on that other side of the aisle aren't really... Uh, they don't know That's what they're talking about. That's for another podcast. <laughs> we won't get into that, right? right. All right. So, but uh, 
Um, he, yeah, you, you can't really even get close to that kind of enlightened tolerance, right? But uh, so the point is, you, you know, we this is how we got here. The body of Christ has has drifted from the first century from almost the beginning. And uh, when the Vatican got a hold of the churches and made it one church with one guy, you know, the one-man show right. up there pontificating, um, from then on, we went into, I mean, what is the fruit of that? Mm. The Dark Ages, rightly named Dark Ages. Yeah, because when I, when I was in, um, in high school, I went to Europe for a month, and we went to some churches like Denmark and England and places like that. Mm -hmm. And we'd go into this church and have the, you know, the little corner shrine thing up there where the guy would sit and or stand and oh, read yeah, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like and he was the only one with the Bible, right? Everybody mm -hmm. else was kind of sitting in the pew and and mm -hmm. absorbing from him. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's not you're not some people may take this as, oh, you're just bashing pastors and people like that. Mm. You're not, right? Yeah. That will let me, but you, yeah, I'll explain, explain that. Because yeah. people are probably going off the deep end. Maybe, well, sure. he's, he's wearing up. Oh, you, so you're saying pastors aren't you know, needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, here's, here's the deal. See, um, the fivefold ministry is the answer. And that is? Well, we'll have to get that answer in the next episode. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you would, uh, go to uh, Amazon and check out the book Restoration, Preparing for His Fullness. It's by Rick Willis Norris. Please leave a comment and a ratings in iTunes. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share it with your friends and families. Don't forget to subscribe to it as well. Check out the show notes for information about uh, Rick and some of the conversation. And I appreciate it. We'll see you on the other side. Armor up. Stand up and speak up. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. 